When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Unofficial Expert Podcast with Sydney. And Marie. Uh, uh, you know we're smart people. We know smart people. That's what this podcast is. It's all about the smartness. Sydney, you're my smartest friend. Well, then. <laughs> Am I? No, you're not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> But I feel like maybe I'm the smartest person that you know. That's a not. That's, that's a, a that's a that's a truth. No. Sydney, what were you an expert in this week? Also, who do you know that's smarter than me? Name two friends. Uh, Ready, go. You know what? I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Anthony. Anthony who? Savino. The Anthony Savino that I know. Yes. That's a damn lie. Yes. Okay, and then who else? Mm-hmm. I feel like you and Adrian are on the same. Mm, oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't think. Mm-mm. You think you're smarter than Adrian? Yeah, I heard. I said that I'm the smart. You know what, Sydney? <laughs> We're going to talk about this <laughs> off the record. Yes, uh, this is on. This is off the record. We're going to talk about it off the record. I'm done talking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you. Uh, what was I expert in this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, more bike stuff. I've been oh. biking more. Um, I was biking by myself before I was biking with Adrian because, you know, I didn't know how to bike and I fell. But after what do you mean you didn't know how to bike? Like you just learned how to ride a bike? No, but I haven't rode a bike in uh, like 10 years. Yeah. 12 years. That's a long time not to be on a bike. I know. So anyway, um, I rode the Williamsburg Bridge. Wow. I rode the Brooklyn Bridge. Wow. I uh, almost died 17 times. Let's talk about the, those deaths. Okay, so first of all, there's an incline on the Williamsburg Bridge that I didn't even know of. Mm-mm. I thought that you just go straight. Straight. Mm-hmm. So soon as you hit, like, two minutes in, you feel the incline. And I'm on a cruising-ass bike. Everybody's on these, like, racer-ass bikes. People are, like, racing for them their lives, and I'm the only one, like... <laughs> I mean, the faster you get to the top of the hill, the, the faster you can coast down. Okay, yeah, but you got to get up that incline first. And I'm like... I mean, the city, I've been on that bridge before. I feel like you talk about an incline. It, it's not like you going up a steep-ass hill. Were like you a, go, wait, were you going up there walking? No, I've been on I've been on the train across the Williamsburg Shut up, Bridge. Bitch. See, and that's it's, not the same. It's, it's, you, it's not the same. You've listen, got to get on a bike and listen, do it. For anybody who's listening to this, if you've ever been on a treadmill and you've been on like a, a three number a point three incline, I feel like that's what the bridge does. Mind you, it was like ninety two degrees. Well, that's 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 what it was. No, also, because no, no. you you know out of shape. No, no, no. I had rode to your house. Okay, riding the bike one time doesn't make you in shape. Well, I'm you riding, getting into shape now. I rode it a couple of times. You know what I mean? Anyway, it was the hottest day this week. Mm-hmm. And I went to your house. Then I went to the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. After the bridge, I was like, yeah, getting on the train. Can't do this. Can't get back to... Like, I was already in the city. So you were one of those assholes with a big-ass bike on the train. Oh, and and then, you probably had a seat oh, for your bike. God, people hated me. They hated, they hated my stupid basket. Like, people were rolling their eyes. Mm-hmm. 
left and right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was like, I, I've already rode the bike. Let me bring the bike up the stairs. So I'm halfway up the stairs and I'm struggling. And there's a guy behind me like, do you want me to help you with that? And I was like, no, I got it. And I really didn't have it. No. I was struggling. So I got up there. You were trying to be a feminist? You weren't trying to let him just take the bike real quick? Well, why are you going to ask me when I'm already halfway there? You should have said Well, because it. he looked like it looked like he wasn't gonna make it the rest of the way. Yo, I almost knocked twelve of my dreads off. It was crazy. Like girl, sis. Woo. But then last night I was on the Williamsburg Bridge and you know, it's it's hard uh biking at night because these cars don't give a fuck about you. Oh, you doing nighttime oh, bikes? Oh nighttime bike. By yourself. Oh, I got a city bike. Fadolo? Yo, you are. Yo, mm-mm. I was like, I'm ready to die. Let's do this. Yeah, you are. You ready to die on a city bike? Oh. On a Williamsburg Bridge. Not even like a like an iconic Brooklyn Bridge. So wait, I have to get, wait, that's the best bridge to die on? I mean, if in terms of when people think of New York, they don't, they don't even know what the hell the Williamsburg Bridge is. They know, maybe they might know the Manhattan Bridge. They might, but everybody knows what the Brooklyn Bridge is, dude. I feel like the Pulaski Bridge is a nice bridge. Don't nobody know what bridge that is. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nobody. The whole nobody. bridge is like lit up or something like that. No, nobody even knows who governed it. who. So um, <laughs> last night, I'm, I'm riding again on the incline or whatever, and I'm, I'm in a dress. I look crazy. Everyone is geared the fuck. Everybody has a, he- um, a helmet on. Yeah, but you got a weave, so that's, a, that's sturdy enough for your scalp. <laughs> I know. These, these locks have been in for like two months, so they hard as hell. They pretty much a helmet anyway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you just got to change the shape. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm like pushing. I'm talking to myself. Like I'm like, you would do this. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. And I get halfway there, and I kneel over to the side. I'm like... I got to take a break. I can't. So I thought that I was going to be the only woman on the bridge. And it was it was nothing but women going. I was like, oh, Sydney, it's 2017. We got we got rights now. We can rent bikes. We can cross bridges. I was like, y'all is too cute to be on this bridge. Y'all ain't got no Uber pool, no Uber X, no Lyft, no go, no get. They're just trying to get their thigh. Listen, they're just trying to get their thigh gap together for 2017. (laughs) That's all. I love uh, the like the women that were checking on me. The, the men didn't give it. They were like, you dumb. You shouldn't be on here anyway. But the women were like, you okay? Do you need some snacks? Like, the bitch pulled out her trail mix. Like, you good? Your, your sugar's low? That's because like, they've been where you've been before. You know what I mean? You got to start somewhere. It was I, great. I don't have it within my, you know, toned-ass body to cross a bridge on a bike at night or in the daytime. Mm-hmm. But it felt good. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this bike thing for the whole summer. Okay. By wintertime, bitch, Serena Williams. Like, my butt is already getting a little bit bigger, you know? I mean, I thought that was from all the food you were eating. I can't <laughs> I have something, Marie? That's from all the back shots. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, what were you an expert in this week? Uh, this week, I was an expert at never wearing the right thing. Like, it, it just got super hot here. It's officially, I guess, summer in New York City. And, you know, sometimes you want to throw on a little booty short and then go to a show and then realize, oh, this is like a, a professional-ass show and I'm the only one with half of my labia out. So it was a lot of me, like, trying to, like, wrap things around my body so that people couldn't see the temple that is my body. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, yesterday I put on a, a maxi dress that looked like a, a long Taliban t-shirt. You know what I'm talking about? The, <laughs> the throwback, 19, the 2001 shirts that like Nelly and them was wearing. I had a dress on that looked like that yesterday. And uh, it was like a cool 72 degrees. 
and the temperature dropped at night, and I thought I would have time to go home and get a jacket. Well, it didn't have no time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just just nips out on the street, just in this nightdress. I look like Ebenezer Scrooge. You know how like back in the day, like white dudes that had money would wear like a, a nightgown and like a little hat? A moo moo? <laughs> Wait, like. a nightgown and a hat? That sounds like a Klansman right there. Nah. <laughs> and my, yeah, but my dress was a snake print. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think some, I think one of the heads of the Klansmen had a snake, a snake print. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What a Klan leader, Klan master general. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I just, I was, I was never properly dressed. If I was walking, really far distances. I always had on like the flattest, most uncomfortable shoes. I just, so I'm trying to do better next week. Mm-hmm. Cause when you look at the weather in New York and your phone will say 66 and then you step outside and it feels like 82, like, or sometimes it'll be like 90 degrees, but feels like 69. And you're like, what, am I supposed to dress like what it feels like or what it is? Well, what you do is you have like, you usually have, you pack your bag for the day. So you have like a little sweater in there, a little jacket. Yeah, but I've been trying to carry smaller bags, like a a little, like a cute, a cute clutch, a day clutch. See, listen, I don't, I don't need any of that. I don't subscribe to like purses. I always have an overnight bag with me because you never know. You might get kicked out of your house. Well, yeah. I might get burned down. Like, that's why. I stay prepared for anything. Well, that's why. panties in there. You might get kicked out. That's why Adrienne's the smartest person that you know. (laughs) She's like, I need some time. You need to go. (laughs) Yo, I got things. I got stuff for like at least three days. Cindy has two toothbrushes in her bag. (laughs) I got flaws. I got toothbrushes. I'm not even two I got toothbrushes. I got two toothbrushes. <laughs> one for the home, one, one for the club. <laughs> you listen, let's get into this yes, episode. We, I mean, obviously, we're the smartest people that you guys listen yeah, 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 know. Yeah. But our guest today is a really funny comedian. He's done our show several times, and he's done well every time that he's done the warm-up. Uh, he is our gentrification expert, so you know it's going to get real Bill Maher in here. Yeah, it's going to get very We're going to say nigga at least 12 times. Let's just say it, let's just say it 12 times right now. Just nigga, 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 nigga. Give it up for our gentrification expert, Khalid Rachman. Hey, what's up? I'm so happy to be here. This is great. Khalid, did I say your name properly? Is it Khalid or Khalid Rachman? Khalid, okay. Khalid Rachman. No, we're... We're currently in his home yes. because he is crippled. My palatial estate. Yeah, he got a he got a <laughs> he got a pre he got a pre war <laughs> apartment. The the ceilings are how tall you think these are? Thirteen feet. This is a twelve feet. Fifteen. 13 foot situation. Really? I don't care about your ceilings right now. Let's talk about your feet. Now, my Khalid, feet are fucked up. <laughs> I don't know what you're going through. Wait, hold on. Let me. Let me I have up. not applied any cocoa butter today. Your feet look like a great aunt that might possibly have diabetes. Your leg might be getting cut off. Did you see Kevin Durant's feet? When, he, when that picture, that's how my feet look. Damn. They are chopped up. Oh, man. Yeah, it's you, bad. You are, you are the father of. Kevin Durant too. It's bad. Like, it's really ooh. bad. Like, well, when's yeah. the last time you cut your toenails, man? Oh, it's been definitely before my yeah. injury. Okay, definitely. well, let's talk I can't about even reach my toenails. Let's talk about this injury. What happened to your leg? I was walking along, mm-hmm. and I stepped in a pothole on the sidewalk, uh-huh. and I fell down. My uh-huh. knee hit the concrete, snapped my patella tendon. Wow. That's the big one in your knee. That's wait, the wait, big wait, tendon. Wait, 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 wait. You have an ACL, PC, no, no, no. Listen. Your patella is like the center. Of your, it holds your kneecap in place. That's the same injury that uh, Donnell Rollins has. Wow. 
wow. he also snapped it, but he was playing basketball at a barbecue. Yeah. You need to come up with a, a better story. I know. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, son, I was in the streets. And he was trying to take my chain, and I was like, nah. <laughs> no, no. Just, and then you happen. fell in the pothole. <laughs> no, you fell in the pothole because you probably were trying to holler at a white woman. Now, because I That's know, possible. I know how you do. <laughs> you, we know your type. Yeah. That is possible. <laughs> we know. And I was just not paying attention, man. I went down. It was embarrassing because, like, you know, I'm an able-bodied like person just nah, walking around. That, that I'm I was able-bodied. Now I'm not getting this big-ass brace. You were walking down the street and tore the biggest tendon the in your knee. That sounds like an old person injury. You know what it is? I probably already had some tears in there. So when my knee hit the concrete, boom, it was it. What kind of yeah. sneakers did you have on? Yeah, let's bro. talk about I the had on player. some just. I had a pair of Jordans actually. Mm, yeah. Were they on sale? They like, were what, on sale. Were they, were they real Jordans? <laughs> they were real deal. <laughs> what? I had, it was bad. It you, was, had, you had Steph Curry's on. Stop I had, yeah. the, I had, this, I had the air shuffle boards. No, the, <laughs> the injury sounds real under armor. You know? I had it the IHOP lows on. You had the new balances on. That's what it sounds like. I oh, had man. the air retirement homes on. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it was bad. So now it's like so. Wait, a, when you hit like the ground, when you hit the ground, where were you? Were you in your neighborhood? I was. Here's the thing. It's good. I was in front of the museum. Oh, and so the, somebody the, was the, like, oh. The museum is in charge of those sidewalks. So you uh, best believe a lawsuit is currently proceeding. They were like, oh, yes. a, a janitor yes. is hurt right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I was in front of the museum wow. um, walking by the sidewalk by Washington. And, uh, so you, you, was get, you was on your way to meet somewhere. I was on my way to, to, to do some um, cat sitting, actually. Oh, my see, my dog a, walking cat sitting business. Yeah. yeah see, see the clit. Cats, my cats. brother, what's going on? What's see, gentrification got niggas watching <laughs> cats now. I Listen. was walking along my almond milk. We got to go. I have my I yoga pants on. <laughs> Yo, you cat yeah, sit? Was, Can we talk about I was about? headed to some cat sitting, and then I was going to do some kombucha. It was bad. Wait, what, what does cat sitting entail? Because Cats don't need nobody. They're gotta, strong, independent feelers. You just gotta feed the cats, make sure they got water so they don't die. So you don't stay at the apartment. No, you, you just stop go, by. You stop by. Get food and water, scoop the litter box. You bring some hoes over. I got bring it. Bring some hoes totally. over. <laughs> scoop the litter box and yeah. get out. And roll out, mm-hmm. yeah. No. But yeah, it's uh, it's been about they, a, a month much, and a half. How much they pay for that, for cat sitting? Uh, <laughs> Look at Marie. Like $18 per, per visit. Oh, okay. So you go like yeah. two, three times? Two, three times? I mean, our people go away for weeks at a time. So I'm visiting every day. It's just... Okay, yeah, no. that's cool. It's Listen, my friend who I will not name has two cats. One's name's Jelly, one's name's Jam. Mm-hmm. And she is this person who, like, she and her girlfriend be going to Detroit and they be like, well, we should see if Marie can watch the cats. But never have they offered me $18 per visit. They first just of be all, like, you first, diversify your bond. I don't want to say who that friend <laughs> is, but, you know, she knows who she is. Khalid, first of all, no one would ever ask Marie to watch anybody's animals. She don't barely watch her fish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> listen, Motown is thriving. Driving in that Motown. Gym. That's <laughs> a great name. Thank you. His name is actually Motown Junior because her other the her original Motown died. Uh-oh. The original Motown died. Uh-huh. died. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> I don't want to watch my cats. I'll come home. One of them is missing a missing a leg. The other one oh, knee is boy. fucked up like you. Oh, yeah, man. f them cats. It's Listen. been a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. It has been a struggle. So you are like you you are on crutches. I'm on some crutches. Long crutches. I can't too go too long on the crutches because my leg is all stretched out. So I'm just like pretty much at home. 
most of it. So wait, you you are gonna sue though, right? Oh, I am currently. So you gonna be here for a minute? I got a, a pit bull <laughs> lawyer. I'm gonna you, be I'm gonna be up. Hopefully, I'll be up and about on my legs and back and doing stuff in August. August, 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 August that's July. a whole summer. I know my whole summer is because this is a major injury. Well, it wasn't like Khalid was gonna be in the beach or anything. He wasn't yeah, going to the Hamptons the anyway. Yeah, so I, mean, I got no money. How's about summer in East Williamsburg? That's where I summer. Khalid. Khalid is somebody who looks like he got like a lot of uh, others in his life, mm-hmm. and by others I mean non-black folks. Yeah, I Let, have a lot of others. Yeah. Let's talk about your history with yep. uh, beige, the, the beige uh, variety. The let's beige talk about variety. <laughs> when was the first time you met a white person that you liked? Ready? Oh, go. what's funny? I have like a weird, weird history because like I grew up in Crown Heights mo- mostly, mm-hmm. but my dad works for the State Department, so mm-hmm. I also spent two years overseas in Morocco going oh. to international school with so French my, Montana. With French Montana. <laughs> with all but I never Montana. see you with no Moroccan chicks, ever. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess, you got to set me up <laughs> with some Moroccan type. chicks. <laughs> you got to set me up with them. <laughs> wow. no, I, I went to school over there. My friends were from all different countries. Mm-hmm. And then I went to I went to private school here in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. high school. Wow. I got back. That explains I went to the accent. Uh-huh. And, uh, and what do you call it? Uh, in Park Slope. So mm-hmm. I had a, that's when I first met a lot of like white kids. And I had I grew up in this neighborhood, so it was mostly black back then. But right. that is changing. We will get to that. Your resume, <laughs> your resume is very cute. I yeah. really appreciate your resume. Yeah, so but like, because you popped all around, I feel like maybe you're more acceptable to white people because you, you got some, yeah, yeah. some culture, some experience. You got so. a passport. It's and also shit. you know what also it is is like since I've dealt with white people my whole life, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, intimidated by them at all. I'm not, I don't mystify them. I don't think there's oh, anything special about them. I'm not no, intimidated people, by them either. But I'm saying there's people, though, who, I, who you meet who are, like, uh, uncomfortable around anyone who's different. Well, that's because we know race. that they be uh, ready to kill us and steal our stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're the, like, they the biggest thugs in the world. Well, there's, there's a thing where you see you have people who are just comfortable with everybody, and I've just been around everybody my whole life. Okay. And that, that in Morocco was really important, actually, because like my friends were from Malaysia, freaking my best friends were from Malaysia, San Diego, France, and I Nigeria. Like that's San, my crew. San Diego. San Diego. That's my crew. I of feel people, like little kids. I mean, well, I I feel like when I think of Morocco, I think of like everybody wearing like white linen. But we were all like military outfits. and diplomat kids at the, oh, at the school. So, so we had friends who were Moroccan as well, but we had all our school friends at the school were like military brat kids who moved around all the time. Okay. You know, so, so we had, you were just doing your thing. Yeah. You were privileged. I, you yeah, at the time even I like was. A regular ass, but like, that's the thing, I had two lives because over there I was privileged because Morocco, everything's dirty. We had a maid and we had a maid and a gardener. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, but back in, in Brooklyn, my mom was just middle class. Teachers that been you know thirty years. You said bed. middle class, like middle class ain't shit. You yeah, know? You know like, middle, middle class. class. Like, we don't have no maid, no butler. We don't got no gardener. So like, most people in this country don't, don't have, have that. that. Yeah, like, you know, maid and a gardener. You know what I mean? So like, but I grew up also like in Crown Heights. It was it was hood. It was not like you know it was yeah. Crown know. Heights was so Crown I had Heights two was lives basically at the same time. So. You know. It's funny that you were saying that you you don't mystify white people. I grew up in Oakland, California, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any white friends until I moved to New York City. Oh, wow. I only had black and mm-hmm. Cambodian friends. Mm-hmm. Cambodian. Like, I have Cambodian even, I have, girl. That's not even the song. That's not a song. <laughs> you change my world. Well, I haven't met any com- Cambodians here, mm-hmm. but I that's all I knew in California. Sure. So when I moved to New York, I was like, oh, this is white people. Like, mm-hmm. I was never... Scared of them, but I also was like, why do they look like that? 
You've never, <laughs> you've never met a Cambodian Cambodian in New York. No, I like I, I met a girl with Cambodian virgin hair once. Yeah, yeah like me. It was a, a Cambodian I'm, weave. Yeah. Very silky. Yeah, but they well, were from. It was from the Bronx, though. It was definitely not from Cambodia. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about somebody who's real Cambodian. Oh. <laughs> It was, a, it was a black girl, and it was a you know she paid eight hundred dollars for the week. Anyway, so yep. I mean I grew up in a in, in the suburbs, and I had like a mixed bag of mm-hmm. white and black, and yep. I watched television, and I had hood kids on Section Eight who lived across the street from me. Same so here. like I feel like I had like a good like my mix. friends in high school, my yeah. friends in high school were kids who like across the street from me whose family on welfare, uh-huh. affordable housing, everything, and then uh-huh. the kids at my at my what do you call it private school in Brooklyn, uh-huh. I mean in uh, Park Slope, they were like had summer homes and yeah. were like flying off to France and shit. So it was like a whole like, I had both experiences. It was weird. It was like a... a yeah, but at, in those experiences, who had a cooler mom? The Section 8 mom? The or the, mom was probably yeah, Exactly. Cooler, yeah. The Section 8 mom has got to be people, the, Really? The, the she let kids, them drink juice. The white, kids, uh, the white kids I was friends with in high school, they had rooms you couldn't go into in their house. Like this crazy. What was it? What was in there? Yeah. Like they, wealthy, they like wealthy slave stuff. memorabilia. <laughs> 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 all the, Marie, what? <laughs> I, and all the Aunt Jemima figurines <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> all the Sambo playing cards. For some reason, I felt like the Jewish moms were the best moms. Like mm. when Why? I was in middle, well, they definitely made sure you you ate. ate. They they were like you gotta eat. You gotta eat all the time. They yeah. was always always feeding me. My mother yeah. had bought me like one of those bootleg uh, puffer vet, puffer. Jackets for the winter, but she smoked, so there was like cigarette uh, holes in it and everything. And so she my got she burnt she she took her ass out <laughs> on your north face. <laughs> it wasn't even a no, it was a bear. Remember bear? Barely. Bear. Oh, shut up. And the, <laughs> my friend's mom bought me a new jacket, and I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I can't believe she bought me. And it was like a three hundred dollar jacket. I brought it home, and my mother was like, if you don't. Take that damn jacket off and wow. bring it right back. Wow. You are embarrassing. I was like, no, you, the jacket that I have is embarrassing. Damn. She would not take this woman's jacket. My mom, it, no one's ever bought me any, like, no, none of my friends' moms were ever that cool or that, uh, that's pretty damn cool. That nice to me, because, you know, they were like, you in, like, different strokes. Right? The blind side. She, she, was, your, she was a Sandra Bullock. She different strokes, cute. <laughs> No, my mom would. My mom didn't even like when I borrowed my friend's stuff. Like I'd be like, "Oh, I borrowed Valerie's shoes," and my mom would be like, "You got shoes here. Take those off." My mom too. Ramona wasn't playing that shit. She was just like, "We have our own things." You yes, Mm -hmm. you're in a nice school, but don't. You're not gonna have people thinking we're poor. Yeah, Uh and she wouldn't even let me spend the night. And then eventually we went to Fire Island because my friend owned her family had a house there, Mm -hmm. and we were on a boat and we were doing all. I was like, "Why can't I have this?" And then somebody leaned in and was like, because you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Because you're quite poor. Oh, man. Khalid, can we talk about how, so you've been in Crown Heights, except for those those years that you were in Morocco. Yeah, you've been like here, you're in. That, that and like four years in college in Boston. Oh, okay. And Boston. I, lived, I lived there two years after school. So I've, I've spent maybe like eight of my years, total of my life outside of Brooklyn. So I've been here most of the, yeah, most of the time. So when you first, so what's the the biggest difference that you see in Brooklyn then versus I mean, Because I mean, I see, I saw a smoke shop and I, I walked by like I mean, aside a, from just like white people getting off at stops that you never would imagine they'd ever get off of in the man, subway. Man. Then, I mean, just like the, the things that are opening up are so crazy. Like, yes. like you guys know I have the show Electric Laughs yeah. every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sydney's done the show. You're gonna do the show when I come back in the fall, and 
that place is a co-working space. Yeah. It's, it's, a, work, it's a we work, right? It's kind of a similar Living, thing, yeah. yeah. It, but it, it costs $400 a month to work there. So, like, there's things that are specifically not for us. Well, <laughs> like what, that what neighborhood is that in? It's, it's right down the street here in Crown Heights. It's on Franklin. Well, because when, a couple of years ago, I heard this white lady, uh, she was talking about her new apartment. And so I'm nosy, so I leaned in and I was like, where do you live? And she was like, uh, Bedford Stuyvesant. I was like, you live in Bed-Stuy? <laughs> you? She's this little tiny petite, mm-hmm. like like oblivious to, she's one of these like, I don't see color and like rolled up yoga mat white women. Yeah. And she was like, she lives in bed, like the heart of Bed-Stuy. And you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, like they wouldn't even say. Yeah, my mom, my mom was, she moved, my mom moved to North Carolina. She retired and moved down to North Carolina five years ago. Yeah. I tell her about what's going on. She does not believe me. She literally, she's like, there's no Starbucks on Eastern Parkway. Oh my God. That was a crack house. That was literally a crack house. Well, I was now, not allowed to go past Bedford. I was in the So now it's a crack house for white people. Uh, <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> no, but that's need. the thing. Like white people will turn a crack house mm-hmm. into a coffee shop. Like oh, that's yeah. what they do. Or they'll turn a crack house into an open mic. <laughs> or they'll turn up doing Comedy in the crack house, or they'll yeah. turn a crack house into a, a boutique shop called the Crack House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that is true. Very ironical. There's, exactly. There's, there's white people going to Canarsie now. Canarsie. Yeah. Well, Listen, I'm not even thinking my black ass to Canarsie. I would never. Mm-mm. A crazy turning point for me was seeing people in Brownsville because I always associated Brownsville with like Jess. The roughest of the rough, like Mike Tyson's from do. there. Like, I didn't go to Brownsville when I was a kid. I still don't go to Brownsville. I'm like, these white folks moving into Brownsville, like it is no thing. That's like the new hot. I think that's the thing. You to need move. to repeat that again. Mike Tyson is from Mike Brownsville. Tyson used to knock old ladies over the head and take their purse in Brownsville. There are white <laughs> people in that neighborhood now. Like yeah. they live. Yeah. Listen, I, I, listen, they're in East New York, which is like really East. Like that's like hood, 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 hood. Like, who's from uh, East New York? Rockham. Oh yeah, it's like people like that. Like East New York, yeah. Well, East New York is like almost gone. Like that's there's like, no they, such thing. They're putting up high rises. Yeah, what is East New, York? East New York? Yeah, just dusty ass high rise. They're like these used to be the projects, and now they're the project pavilion. Uh, now you can live here for Absolutely. just ten thousand dollars a month for this studio yeah. apartment. Khalid, crazy. I wanted to ask you. I feel like even though you're you you know you date white women you you're friends with them how does it feel to like see the gentrification like happen literally every day I mean it's 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 baffling is it <laughs> I mean more because you be bringing them in here you be they be bringing you be bringing them you in be here introducing them to the neighborhood a few in <laughs> <laughs> you be jumping them in I haven't moved in. any in yet I haven't gentrified my own shit yet yes you did I haven't moved any in yet I haven't moved in with any but it's I mean, you gotta think about. I'm your used res- to it. It's been years now. It's been like 15 years of this now. Yeah, so like, this is not mean, a new phenomenon. So yes, I'm not like no, Khalid. But you gotta think about your responsibility here. Yes. Mm. You introduce, you bring them, you invite them to your house, and then they get off the train and they're like, oh, I always thought Crown Heights was dangerous. Mm-hmm. This is super cute. Then when their friends are looking for an apartment, they'd be like, Becky, oh, that's exactly what happened. Crown Heights. <laughs> You've been doing that for 15 years, Khalid. It's scoping it out. It's scoping <laughs> it out. The case I, in the joint. <laughs> I fucked up my neighborhood because I lived in Harlem mm-hmm. and I was on 127th in Madison yep. and a nice brownstone. That was like 10 years ago mm-hmm. when you had a brownstone and people were like, you live in a brownstone? Now every Everybody lived in Brownsville, but I, my roommate was white. Yep. She moved in 
I left. She's there. Then another friend of mine lives upstairs. Mm-hmm. Above. So now the whole building is white. It's wow. two people that's white. The whole building's white now. Wow. And so now there's a freaking Whole Foods on 125th Street. Yep. They took, uh, what was that? Are they um, calling that Soha? Is that South Park? Soha. Soha? It's freaking Soha. <laughs> that is crazy. They're Soha. shutting down the sea towns and the key foods. They're shutting down the sea town for yes. a Whole Foods? Yes, oh, girl. Where are people going to get their guava from? Their papayas <laughs> from? Where are they going to get their Goya? There's no Goya get, sections in Whole Foods. get the coconut water with the coconut bits in it. Exactly. <laughs> it's got eight pounds of sugar. Where are they going to get their floating sugar coconut water? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, there's like the Gap. There's everything on 125th Street that I didn't even think. Well, it's they got, crazy to see. There's like, there's like little changes that people don't notice, though. Like, I was writing about this. Like, one thing I've noticed that police officers smile at residents. That's something I've never seen before. Like, just, put, just walking down the street, I just saw cops just smiling at people. I I'm don't like, think I've ever seen a cop smile. Yeah, I've, I've never seen, seen it. cops smiling at residents. Mostly white residents are smiling at, but they are smiling at people who live in the neighborhood. And that's something I've just never accustomed to. You just mean mug cops. They mean mug you. Oh, that's absolutely. How it is. You mean mug them and but then it's, they... Uh, it's changing, man. Smile? Listen, smile. I... Smiling I've, police officers. I've never seen a cop smile, but I did see, hear a cop laugh at me once. I was going down the street, and like you, I tripped on a pothole or a large crack mm-hmm. on the sidewalk, and I wasn't trying to break my mother's back. So I tripped, and then I heard somebody go, ah and I looked, wow. and there was a cop across the street laughing at me. Sir, and I was like, you better protect and serve. <laughs> and he was like, ah, ah. He was like, you better watch that curb. That was the whole interaction. I didn't That's know they crazy. smiled, though. So you've been in this neighborhood that long. Things have been changing. How has your building changed? Yeah. Let's talk about that. It's weird. So, so you'll see notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see notes a in the hallway. Note? Passive aggressive notes. Mm-hmm. That's the thing they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. There's one lady posted like, "If you must smoke in the common area, you know, use an ashtray. Like just like stuff that you wouldn't see in mm-hmm. the Where is, What is a common area? Like no in common the area hallways, in, here? in the hallways. Oh, I'm like, like in the lobby. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then also like, but it's it's funny. My building is still pretty much mostly black. There's some white people moving in. Mm-hmm. But the white people are definitely, for the most part, solely adjusting. Mm-hmm. Like, the music is definitely louder than folks who move in and accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So you get some, like, battles with that. But I think people just kind of realize, like, this building's going to be how it's going to be. And I'm just going to fit into it or yeah. not. It's you New know? York City, though. The fact that people move to New York City and they want peace and quiet, you're it's dumb. Nuts. You're it's dumb. Crazy. There's 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 the train. There's yeah. the ambulance. There's the the police. There's mm-hmm. the the hood. There is there's no way you can get yeah. peace and there's quiet the unless Spanish you... people listening to their bachata. There's the black people listening to their whatever reggae song they have on repeat. Yep. In my building, it's changing so fast that I heard somebody blasting Ed Sheeran. Wow. Wow. Hours. <laughs> the same song over and over again. I'm in love with my You see a black lady come to the door. Turn that goddamn Ed Sheeran down. <laughs> oh, you know Ed? <laughs> How you feel about the new album? Just like on, like on repeat, super loud. I did see That's... something amazing last summer, though. There's mm-hmm. a new white girl moving upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it was just downstairs in the stairwell, smoking weed with the hood dudes. It was great. I was like, this ah. is people coming together. Because I was, I assumed that people who were moving in would complain about like the hoodishness of the building, like, you know, people playing, like, all went along, and downstairs we got people in the lobby playing diet, student dice, playing really? dominoes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this dudes. building is like, lean on yeah, me. Man, yeah, yes. <laughs> this is a lean on me-ish building. <laughs> we got to get Mr. Clark in here. Well, we're in a dead-end street, so all summer people barbecue on the sidewalk across oh, the street. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was great. They're, they're barbecuing on the sidewalk, but you know it's yeah. they're shutting down block parties. 
There used to be, 10 years ago, there used to be block parties in Brooklyn and Harlem. They're shutting it down. And it's so sad because block parties actually bring the block together. Like, yeah, I'm not really going to eat your mac and cheese Mm -hmm. uh, from two doors down. But at least it's out there. At least you made enough enough tray for everybody. At least we know you tried. Yeah. Okay. The potato salad looks disgusting, but we see that you tried. It's also a thing where, like... You got you judge people who come into the neighborhood by how they come into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. thought of Mike Cannon. You guys know Mike Cannon about, about, about this. And he, uh, another comic. Mm-hmm. Mike moved. He another comic. He moved into my old block, Nostrand and Prospect Place, and like he Nostrand. was one of like the first like white people to live there. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, I knew I was coming into this thing, and people view me as like this invader. So he made a point of only like supporting black-owned businesses. He like made a point of like only like going to places where like he was going to be viewed as someone who was, like, contributing something and not just someone who just, like... Because you know, just white people move into a neighborhood and they only go to, like, the new white places. Yeah. And yeah. that is, like, not... That's not not viewed in a positive way. But it's way. also yeah. a double-edged sword with mm-hmm. it because sometimes when white people are too into, like, the black-owned businesses sure. and they only have black friends, it's like, mm, are you making us trendy? Yeah. Because you weren't doing that before. Mm-hmm. Like, are you... You're going out of your way. I like sure. when people are just natural about it. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to, but just be conscious of what you're doing. Oh, it's funny, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's crazy, though, because you have to kind of be intentional in some way about these things. Because yeah. if you just... If, so a person's a lot of times a person's natural instinct is just like go with people who are just like them, and that's how you end up with a neighborhood. Yeah, but if you like move into a neighborhood, it becomes an all white situation. Yes, but socially. Williamsburg didn't start out like no, that. Sure and Williamsburg to yeah. me, like, because I've seen it change. change. So crazy. Williamsburg, for those of you who are listening who've never been to New York, is more expensive than parts of Manhattan now. When it wasn't. No, it used to be like... Super cheap. It used to be where poor artists who couldn't afford to live in the city Mm -hmm. live in... You'd live in like an old warehouse that is now like a... a Whatever. And now, like I walk... Every time I go to Williamsburg, it's completely different than the last time I was there. Oh, yeah. There's an Apple store. Yeah, yes, they're opening another one. There's, there's gonna be two Apple <laughs> yes. stores. Yes, that's insane uh, to me. All uh, the bars that were there ten years ago, uh, like there was a place called Savalas that Spike I would Hill. go there. It's mm-hmm. they're all gone. Yeah, because, the open mic I'd always go to was uh, Spike Hill, right next to the Bedford Station. And I was like, well, see, that's what gone. they do. Is and this is people listening to this are like, why are you guys complaining about white people? We bring Apple stores to your neighborhood. This is why we're complaining because y'all move in. And then your friends move in, and then they raise everybody's rent who's already been there for yeah. years. But then they raise the rent of the businesses that have been there, so mm-hmm. no one can afford to be there except y'all. Well, then and the whole cultural like identity of the place has changed. Exactly. It's it's not the crazy thing is, is that they it's moved true. there in the first place because it was cheap. Exactly. Now it's not cheap anymore. Yeah. So you're actually doing a disservice to what you actually wanted to do. Well, it's, no, it's also it's, one of the things where it's to the point now we're in, we're several generations into gentrification. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you have a lot of white people who are mad about it. They're like, I was here and now I'm priced out yeah, too. Yeah. So I was, like, that's I was you know here. I was here when Juvenile dropped yeah. back that ass up. I've been here for since the 9-9 in the 2000s. <laughs> I was here when this coffee shop was a yoga studio. And that was... So that's how it, you know. Now it's a mayonnaise store. <laughs> for, oh for my me, gosh, it's, just, mayonnaise it's store. sad for me because of the playgrounds. I, I'm more upset about the outside 
Sending you, uh, you still go to playgrounds? I'm talking about for the kids. For the girls. I, I mean, ain't nobody, well, anybody in here got no damn kids. Growing up in Harlem, like being in the playground, Thank being God. in the sprinklers, <laughs> just being on the bench, being on porches, being on stoops, that sure. was New York. And now you can't do, you can't, it's called loitering. No, it's loitering, not. Loitering, yeah. It's not loitering. There was no loitering since I was growing up in Paradise. There was no loitering. There was, just you there was no stoop. such thing. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting on the stoop. Communicating with people. <laughs> <laughs> His cat calling was communicating back then. Yo, this is like, like Brooklyn is a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Well, Spike had his whole thing with his dad. His dad had like a big, like, decades-long battle with their new neighbors who were mad about the music. In Fort Greene. And they had a whole, a whole house, a whole brownstone where people just played music all day, like musicians. And then these new people moved in. They were like, nah, this music got to go down. Well, we got see, kids. that's what my problem yeah. is, is you move into my neighborhood where we've been doing, we've been, we've been playing music loud. So when, when we, every day that we clean, we play music loud. Every time that we're happy, we play music loud. Every time somebody breaks up with us, we play music loud. If somebody gives you some good dick, you play music sure. loud. And then a white yeah. person moves in with a child in one of them double-wide strollers, and then they're like, excuse me, I have, a, I have a baby. You need to turn it down. And it's like, no, I've been playing music. Sure. Since before the baby, like before you met your man, I've been playing this music. Yep. And, and you complaining about noise complaints? And the problem is, is that it, when gentrification happens, people call the cops more. When before, sure. people would never call the cops. They're like, we're going to handle it the way we're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go up there. I'm going to smack the ceiling. <laughs> I'm going to hit the ceiling with a broom. You know what I mean? And, but, like, the, yep. and they don't understand that some of us don't have the same relationship with police as you do. None like, you us. think that <laughs> yeah. you think that they're mm-hmm. protecting you. Yeah, they're protecting you. They're not protecting everybody. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. So I have a white roommate. She's a Craigslist find. That's, that's just what it is. Yep. So one day she had like a tender a tender boo come into the house and she uh the I have a downstairs neighbor who's like real loud. He like this angry, crazy lesbian uh this Spanish dude mm-hmm. and he was down there yelling at his girlfriend or his baby mother or whatever. Oh boy. I couldn't hear him yelling. My roommate is like, He's so loud, do you hear that? I go into her room and she had her ear like on a cup on the uh-huh. floor and I'm like, if that's why you can hear it so clear because you listening. And she was like She's like, I'm going to call the cops. And oh, I was no. like, oh, girl. Mm-mm. She was like, should we call the cops? I said, we ain't calling nobody. Yeah. I said, if you're going to call them, make sure you don't say what apartment you're calling from. She calls the cops, right? And then I hear her say, apartment 3A? And oh, I, was like, oh. I was like, yo, you couldn't say any other letter or oh, any other number. God. Of all the letters and all the numbers in the world, you put the actual ones that are on my door on the phone. So then she calls the cops, and her company comes over. Some, you know, basic-ass white man. He had on sandals. It was raining outside, whatever. <laughs> and uh, we look out the window, and, like, swarms of cops are running into the building. And I'm like, they all this for, for you? Who just go? And they were actually running upstairs to the people above us. Somebody was trying to kill themselves or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But the, we were, you know, we live in a building where people are really nosy, so we were all in the doorway, like, looking and listening. And the man downstairs came up, and he was like, oh, y'all just called the cops on me, too, didn't ya? And he's like yelling at us, and I'm looking at him like, dude, I've never dialed 911 in my life. Ever. I don't even know the number to 911. Yeah. Like, I would never. But now he got a problem with me because he thinks I did it. And she's like, she comes out and she's like, well, what happened? Stupid. I don't know. Why are they yelling? Well, yeah. She's like super oblivious to what she did, and now well, like, he like, got a problem with me. It's the person, it's the, that's the, see, that is the most, that is one of the most dangerous kinds of white people who doesn't realize that, like, the police escalate things in yeah, a different way with black people. So, like, calling the cops, 
should be like the last resort. Like I've, I've, I mean, most of the, I think most of the black people I know, and I'm, I'm, are like this. I've never called police for any reason ever, which I, is crazy. And ever, but I grew up in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. It just never occurred to me like to do that. Called the cops once, one time. Yeah. On this who? was uh, on a family member. Oh. On a family member. She, Damn, you snitched on an aunt. She, no, she threw a tray table at me. I said, "Yeah, we're not gonna do this." Like it hit me. It almost hit me in my eye, and I was like, "Yeah, you got to go." Well, what's, what's the backstory here? What What did you do to get a tray table thrown at you? You know what? See, you're not as. You should be more supportive and be like, "No, what happened?" I didn't that's, do that's anything. That's the question that I just asked. What did you do? To I get didn't a tray do table anything. <laughs> Uh, a relative was dying. You know, when somebody dies, people start arguing over stuff. Like, well, that's, I want that brooch. Like, crazy stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, we were just going back and forth, and then it just escalated, and we, she started arguing, and then she threw a tray table at me. I said, yeah, you're going to go. We, we got, you got to get out. Like, so how many people were in the house? It was about seven. First of all, it's like a one-bedroom apartment. Like, it shouldn't have been eight people there. It was eight people sleeping there, staying. It was messy. Y'all sound real Dominican. Uh, yeah, it felt. It felt <laughs> sound real Salvadoran. It felt. Uh, it felt like bitty bitty bama. It was really terrible, and she threw a tray table at me, and I had to call the cops. Man. But then when the cops came, they're like, "So do you want us to take her?" And I was like, "No, I couldn't." Cindy, what? What? Girl. I mean, you could listen. You could have kept that story to yourself. <laughs> you didn't need to share that with me, Khalid. Khalid, what's the craziest thing that you saw in your neighborhood growing up? Like, what's the craziest, oh, like man. the most, the most uh, Nino Brown-ish moment of I your? I mean, just you know, aside from just standard like open-air drug dealing, mm-hmm. just like in the middle of the day mm-hmm. type stuff. Mm-hmm. Seeing the cops handcuff somebody and beat them up, um, and uh, then let them go. Gave them gave them a choice of like, well, I can either like give you a beating or like arrest you, and they're like, well, we can just beat, beat my me ass. Up. What? Yeah, at the park, yeah. Sydney, would you, if you were given the choice, beat me up or arrest me? What would you? Pick? I'm still wilding back then, man. I'm mean, well, still, still terrible. Wilding That's still terrible, but it was, you know. Do I do I really want to go to jail? No. But you want to get your... I don't want my... Fa- I was like, yo, fuck me up from the knees down. Like, <laughs> my, my feet look terrible anyway. Just stomp them out. It's okay. Like, just, just don't touch my face. Just punch me in the butt. Or, or my boobs. So my boobs, my face, I need that. But you could just... Everything else, fuck that up. Okay, so now, Khalid, what's the craziest thing that you've seen in, in your neighborhood recently? I mean, I saw a dude on a tall bike... I don't know if you guys uh, seen those, but there are bikes that are like, the no, they're bikes, two long. bikes on top of each other. And like, you have to basically roll up next to like a, a light pole to stop because you're so high off the ground. Like a dude. Wait, like how a did circus? you get on that? Like a circus act? Like a bike on stilts? Yeah, a tall bike. This bike is like double the height of a regular oh, bike. Two, two bike frames welded together. You should have thrown a rock between the spoons. <laughs> I saw a white guy on a uni- a, like a big unicycle and he had a fitted one. He had a Yankee <laughs> fitted on. I said, blasphemy. That is not a Yankee he was hat. Probably listening, Don't go with a unicycle. He was probably listening to Migos too. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> and you know he had cornrows. It was awful. And I saw a dude with a cape. A dude with a cape. Was he walking? Down. He was walking down Bedford Avenue. He's white dude with a cape. He I'm wasn't even on like a hoverboard or nothing. Like Harry Potter just walking down the street. Yeah, you know. That is crazy. Yeah, that's so, like within the the normal realm these days. Now, Khalid, you you upset about the gentrification, but what, what's about what about the gentrification that's going on in your pants? Like in you you date a lot. Of, <laughs> I see you. I peep you. I, I see you to on these dates with Listen, these white ladies back. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. 
I walked into I walked into this West Indian spot, this little for little, for little jerk chicken and plantains, and I bumped into Khalid with a white woman yeah. with a blonde bang. And he was, like, he was like, child. He was like, what in the world? Yeah, black he was like, Henry. Yeah, so what is that? I thought you were on a date with a white dude as well. A, I was not on a date. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, my benefactor. I did not claim him. <laughs> no, no, no. He went on a date. He, this is a white man who feeds me so we go to different he restaurants so that he can you. buy oh, me food. Man. I, and I was sitting there, and I was like, I know he think I'm on a date, too. But I was like, I can't believe he's on a date with a white woman in here. Khalid? I'm open please? to dating any lady who will have me. Yeah, but what's the last, <laughs> what's the last <laughs> time you dated with a black woman? The last time I went on a date with a black woman uh-huh. was probably uh, last year, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. a damn lie. Come on, serious. Look into my eyes. Sydney cut his feet open and count the rings. <laughs> How black? Like black, black black like me or like black like Zoe Kravitz? Like what what kind of black? I mean, she was all the way black, but she was definitely blacker like Zoe Kravitz. For oh sure. gosh. Both of her parents were she, black. She she eats kale on a rake. She has kale oh, chips she in her bag. She had dried yeah, mangoes. Yeah. She had dried mangoes. <laughs> she had all the tote bags. <laughs> she had Tory Burch, Burch sandals on. Yo, she, she came to pick you up on a tall ass bike. <laughs> she came with a tall bike. <laughs> you said you're open to it, but like, come on, dude. Dude, I don't see no variety in your women. It'd be the same type of It'd girl. It'd be the same veggie, veggie stick chicks. <laughs> I didn't know you was keeping track. Just Cindy got a spreadsheet. She's like, <laughs> no, listen, Cindy and I are always watching. I will walk into a place and I'll be like, is that motherfucking Khalid? <laughs> you be in the corner that don't have no lights on. Like, it'll be dark. It'd be the darkest part of the bar. And I'm like, is that Khalid? Well, it's funny. The girl I bought to, um, when I performed in your show the first time. Oh, yeah. Well, seen it. Was uh was Egyptian. Mm. She looked real you Elizabeth like Taylor. You like <laughs> Egyptian. <laughs> she had purple eyes. <laughs> she was like, "Call me Cleopatra." Uh huh. Uh-huh. Y'all don't know Egypt. Egypt's in Africa. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Oh, so, so where do you find these uh, women besides being in your neighborhood? I mean, you know, I'm lazy. you on the all hell. I'll be finding them online where everybody else finds. And people online. let people know that he's crippled as fuck, but he's getting his. He absolutely, he got, he got shorty slotted in here regularly with that broken knee. He's putting a broken me. leg to the side, and he's like, you're going to get this work. Guess what? <laughs> handy capable. Your man is handy capable, okay? Okay, I'm he handy capable. He got these white women sliding his knee to the side. <laughs> Just because I can't leave this apartment doesn't mean I can't. Well, I didn't me. <laughs> Yo, Khalid, this is you perpetuate like the 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 cycle is so real. Mm-hmm. You your leg broken, you got the white women. <laughs> <laughs> you breaking their backs. They stay. That's why they leaving. They they stay in this neighborhood because oh, you break their backs. They oh, can't go that far. And you know what cry. Khalid said? He's like, well, a, a black woman wouldn't want a handicapped nigga. So that's what it is. He's Look, like, I'm trying know. to get this white woman fucking taking. I'm trying to get this white woman. Hopefully, they will teach me how to swim. Shut and up. I will leave them and get a black woman and I'll teach her how to swim. Khalid, let me tell and you something. Everybody's going to be swimming. Khalid, <laughs> let me tell you something. Amina Amani, who was our frugal expert a couple episodes ago, she went to Howard University on a full swim scholarship. Oh, nice. So she's a black woman. She's a black queen who can teach you mm-hmm. how to swim. I'm not here, trying baby. to put up with my ass. Well, no, not probably <laughs> not anymore. Like, get but out of here. But she is somebody who can help you learn how to swim. Khalid, I want to challenge you, and I want you to your next Tinder date to be a black woman. I really do. Queen. I want you to go on Soul Swipe. I want the you Sydney to do challenge. Better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want you to go out. You know the funny and, thing is, though, like, mm. 
I, I, I'm one of those people, like, I just, if I'm on Tinder, I'm just swiping on good-looking people, right? So, now, the, the number of connections I get, the number of connections I get with black women is not as many. Because we're, we're not on there. there. Gonna, hold on, hold on. on What's your photo look like? What's your photo look like? My photo is shameless. Let me see. My photo is a picture of me with, in the dog, with the dog that we have here is, uh, our dog is, like, the main star of the photo. It's just this You know why women like dogs. You know what you, what trap you baiting. Listen, yeah. put a fitted on and get on a tall bike. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get you gonna get everybody. You gonna get Asians, you gonna get Dominicans, you gonna get uh, somebody Peruvian, you gonna get everybody. You have to wait. When's the last time you were on a date with an Asian woman? Yeah, do you date them? Oh man, I don't think that's okay. you, 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 I, don't oh, man. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't, I even don't recall. Wow, you Jeff remember. Sessions us right now? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't recall. <laughs> I do not recall. No, you said you're open to everybody, but it don't sound like it sounds like you real exclusive. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not trying, Khalid. <laughs> tell me what tell me what it is. You gotta you're open it what, up. You're doing what you're doing and you're I'm thriving right open. now. When's the last time you've been on a date with a Vietnamese woman? I mean, you trying to make me the United Nations. I mean, <laughs> I mean, your dad works for the State Department. You had a friend from San Diego. Come on now. I have a friend from, friend from Malaysia. I rode in a bulletproof limousine. Okay. My friend from Malaysia when I was nine. That's a highlight. Malaysia. Of my life. Now you only dated <laughs> bulletproof white women. What is that? And listen, he's trying to he's trying to stay alive. He's like, if I date this Tiffany with three eyes, then when our baby comes out, Tate Diggs color, oh, Tate Diggs man. baby color, then I know that the cops won't shoot. <laughs> so, Khalid, what what advice do you have for people who are uh, maybe being edged out of their neighborhood because yeah. of gentrification? I mean, I started. I start. I went, my rent was gonna go up um, at my old place, mm -hmm. and eventually it didn't just go up. They sold. They sold our whole. Our landlord sold our apartment, so we had to move. I started getting desperate and looking at like crazy situations. I was like, Can I live in a fancy fixed up van? In can I live van. on? Can I live on a barge? I was like looking mm -hmm. at crazy, crazy things. Uh -huh. But I think the main thing is just like tr know your know your rights in terms of your the tenants' rights are very strong in New York City. Yeah. So and it's, and it's also very hard to evict someone because my my stepfather used to own buildings. Uh -huh. He had a hard time evicting people. Like if you were in a place, it's hard to get you out. So know your rights. Uh huh. And also just man, I guess pray. <laughs> You're gonna need prayer. Pray. This gentrification is. It's, it's not going nowhere, but it's also, it's all over the country, though. Like, yeah. places like Austin or, like, the New Williamsburg and, like, but all also, over like, the also country. also, make sure to be involved in your in your buildings, like, your board. There's a lot of, like... Tenants, oh, I don't even tenants, know if my building got a board. There's a lot of tenants. <laughs> no, there's a lot of tenants groups. They get together. Like, the, the, down the street, they were going to raise the rent a crazy amount at this the complex mm -hmm. um, over on Prospect. And they fought it and won. They got they got their rent to stay the same for the last two years in a row because they just organized and got together and they have the media it's involved. Black people, too. Is black people in that building or people, white, people white people in that building? Yeah, it's in this building. So the white people helped the black folks mobilize. The black people were just angry and yeah. like leaving they trash in front of the So door. I definitely say organize and, and fight it. Because some people just assume it's gonna happen no matter what and they just like give in. But if you fight it, you can definitely have a chance to win. Well, most of the time it's not. Wow. Sydney, you believe that? You believe in fighting I've the seen it with the board? I've seen people fight these increases yep. and have it have it work out for them. Well I feel like even like like all the neighborhoods in Brooklyn are changing so much. Like Sydney's like when I go to Bushwick and I see people like complaining about so I was at a bar for a show mm -hmm. last week. And we're all outside being loud and black. That's what we do. It was, I don't know, maybe midnight, 12.30, something like that. But and what day was it? I don't know, like a Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. And this white woman, we turn around, and she just appears, and we're like, huh? 
just she was standing so close to us. <laughs> and she was like, there are two women trying to sleep across the street. Can you please keep it down? Wow. And we're like, you, y'all live across from a bar in Bushwick. Damn. Yeah. Bushwick, they used to be nothing but like loud Spanish folks and louder black folks. And somebody got shot down the street from where this girl was talking two two days before we were there. Somebody got shot. And it's like, did you go up to the person shooting? Like, Excuse me, we're trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. So can you keep the bullets down? Like, Not even. Can you please use your silencer? Yeah. <laughs> Good sir. <laughs> Good day. Like that's crazy. All these neighborhoods have changed so freaking much. I am yeah. baffled. But then they changed the names of the neighborhood too. Like they're like, this um, is not. They tell you that in this neighborhood. I went outside. There was I heard uh, someone talking about Pro Crow, Prospect Crown Heights Pro Crow. I'm oh, so happy with the phone. Like, what the no. hell is Pro Crow? Oh uh, hell no. Well, you know, like so Bed Stuy is a huge neighborhood. Crown Heights huge neighborhood. Flatbush probably one of the biggest neighborhoods in Brooklyn, and they cut that up. It's like Prospect Leffert's yeah. Gardens yep. and Prospect Park South. And it's like, and it's dude, you live in Flatbush. This realtor is trying to get a little extra money. I'm well, saying, you live in this new fancy neighborhood. It's not the same as it was before. And it's know? like, mm, it is. You just got a new pizza shop. Yeah. You got a new vape shop. You got a hookah shop. bar. <laughs> it's the same. The roots. vape shop is the, the, four, the fourth horseman of the gentrification apocalypse. That is wild. All right. Well, I think, Cindy, do you have any questions for him? I do. Okay. Well, we're going to give you a, we're going to give you a quick Oh, quiz to see if you really are our gentrification expert. It. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, Sydney, go ahead. Okay, so the price of a bodega tomato was originally 20 cents. Because of gentrification, how much is it now? Oh, it's about $3. <laughs> <laughs> you have to oh give up $3. God. You have to fold, unfold your money. Wow. <laughs> you got to unfold your money. You got to unfold some money to buy a tomato today. You got to dig in the bottom of that bag for that cheese. <laughs> That's so real. That's so and, real. It's, and it's a full $3. It's, it's not $3. like $2.99. No, it's, it's a $3. Big, you know, it's a tiny tomato. It's so smaller. It's a cherry tomato. <laughs> the cherry it's tomato. It's so rude. <laughs> That is so crazy. Okay, so here's my question to you. Uh, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you live on the second floor. Yep. You lock yourself out of your apartment. How do you get into your apartment? 20 years ago. I'm probably climbing through somebody's window. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, 2017, you live on the second floor. You, you don't have your key on you. How do you get into your apartment? I mean, I'm accepting that I'm not getting in coming home. <laughs> and I'm also going to say, a, say a, a silent prayer to Allah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so I'm getting in. I'm going to hope Allah answers my prayers. I hope so, too, because they're going to be like, there's a black man out here loitering. Uh, he, bring, he wearing these fake glasses. Put down my to prayer rug. <laughs> and let's hope for the best. Put down my prayer rug. Ew, I'm done. Cindy, do you have another question? Yes. Uh, so, someone robs you in your neighborhood yep. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You don't call the cops. No, I'm calling Rodney. My, my your people? Hard hit Negro across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rodney. <laughs> Shout out Rodney! To Rodney. <laughs> Literally, you get robbed last night. What do you do? 
Last night. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm probably just going to go home and just cry it off. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell nobody. I'm just going to cry silently in my room. You're not, you're not going to tweet about it? Maybe start taking some Tybo. <laughs> you're not going to go live on the ground? <laughs> but they robbed you for your laptop? Uh, they took your passport? Oh, Damn. then I'm going to go on Twitter and put a passive-aggressive joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> they That's took it. your phone, too, nigga. You can't even call nobody. <laughs> your contacts are gone. Get my carrier pigeons together. Oh <laughs> that's it. That's all. Do you have another question for him? No, that's it. I feel like you just proved yourself to be the, the gentrification expert, dude. Oh, man, I feel so, so accomplished good. right now. I feel like you... Handy, you, capable of them. Oh, my God. Yes. You and your broken knee and your ashy feet. I oh, can't. Oh, so ashy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Khalid, we know you won't be doing comedy in Tola the end of August, yeah. so you don't have anything coming up. But please plug your Instagram, your Twitter. Yes, Let um, people know where they can catch your yeah. writing. At Khalid NYC. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Khalid Says. On Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, I started writing for a website called TheThings.com mm-hmm. recently. The things. Uh, I just wrote an article for classicblackdude.com. Classicblackdude.com. Yeah, Clark Jones wow. Project. Really, really good site. Shout that out to Clark Jones. Actually, Clark Jones. Who? Clark Jones. I wrote a top five about gentrification. So you can catch that right now on classicblackdude.com. Oh, beautiful. Can you spell and, uh, your name for us? Because I feel like some of our yeah, listeners are of the beige variety. They don't K- know what a Khalid is. K H A L I D. Beautiful. And it's Khalid Says on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Khalid Says on Twitter. I mean, Khalid. NYC on Twitter. Beautiful. That's beautiful. And you can uh, catch me on Instagram, just Sid BW. Mm-hmm. And then on uh, Twitter, it's just Sid NYC. You know, catch us on the unofficial expert on Instagram as well. Yeah, make sure you tweet me. It's Miss Reezy, M S R E E E Z Y. If you have a crazy interaction that you were a part of because of gentrification, you gotta tweet us. Yes. yes. And then you can catch uh, me on the radio every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on 99.5 FM or WBAI.org. Anyway, this is what we're, this is what we do. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, you see review and comment. A, a yes. white person, you steal their phone and just subscribe to the podcast and then give them their phone back. That's all that we ask mm-hmm. for you to do. And, <laughs> and if you are in an Uber pool mm-hmm. with Sydney. Mm-hmm. Do something crazy <laughs> no. so she can write about it. Because <laughs> that is my favorite thing on the internet. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Khalid. Khalid, you are a rock star. Give, give us one more one more word, one more fact about gentrification before we go. Oh, man. If you could think of anything through those loud-ass plates that Leclerc, our tall expert, is I mean, stacking in the background. You go to your bodega mm-hmm. and they have the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bye, guys.